Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. Now, it's not uncommon these days uh, to see young people and even adults wearing headphones or earbuds when walking around. Experts now believe that young people could be facing hearing loss from listening to loud music. Research from Boots has shown that parents believe their children are listening at volumes that are just far too loud. To tell me more about this and to offer advice, I'm joined by Ferris Ashraf, who's an audiologist from Boots Hearing Care, and joins me on the line now. Good evening, Ferraz. Good evening, Clive. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Not at all. Thank you for joining me this evening. Tell me about your role then, Faraz. What's an audiologist? So, look, it's as simple as um, we check and measure your hearing and make sure, you know, the health of your ears is as good as it should be. Simple as that then. Why? But, but I mean, why do we like listening to loud music or going to loud concerts or, you know, you sit in the theatre and, and, you know, it, it eats up loud? I mean, obviously there are people who are hearing impaired, but we still get a, an enjoyment from listening to music at that volume. Yep. So, look, um, I'm sure, you know, your listeners have already heard this, but the World Health Organization recently estimated that over a billion people worldwide are at risk of... Um, developing a noise-induced hearing loss. Mm. And it's for the reasons that you've just described. You know, we're listening to music louder than we should be on our earphones or um, listening to our favourite bands at concerts or in the theatre, uh, wherever we are, we are. And, you know, we're putting ourselves and an entire generation of young people at risk of developing a hearing loss earlier in life. And, you know, these days, children as young as three are wearing headphones. So the research that we've done at Butarian Care, for example, shows that nearly half of the parents in West Midlands find their children are listening to volumes that are just too loud. Why is it, would you say, that manufacturers of devices, phones and other portable music devices, make the volume to go up so loud beyond what is an acceptable limit? So, look, there's no technicality to why they're doing it other than, look, I... I think from uh, their point of view, they want their users to be satisfied with the sound that, you know, they're hearing. Um, and as what you said earlier on, we're, we're used to hearing things louder. Um, and you start, see, you start, you know, linking that with, in, with the enjoyment that it gives you. But the problem that that then creates is it's, it can cause hearing loss. Now, mm. most smart devices now and manufacturers, you know, will have... Uh, a warning sign or um, you'll be able to get a report to say that you're listening to the sound that's just too loud um, but in terms of um, you know why that volume level is there well look sometimes you do need to increase the volume so you know there could be noise in the environment that you're in that's impacting your ability to be able to listen to that conversation over the phone so you need to temporarily increase the volume the trick then is to either uh, move yourself into an environment where the volume is, um, you know, where there's less background noise so you can reduce the volume back down to a safe level. Now, you commissioned some research into all of this. What did you learn from that? So, look, the research suggests that there's a, a disconnect between the sound levels that parents feel are acceptable and what is actually safe for their children to hear. Um, approximately 46% of parents in, um, you know, the West Midlands Dudley area mistakenly believe that the maximum device volume is okay for if it's used for a short period of time. But what, you know, 
goes even deeper here is that 24% believed that the maximum volume is a safe volume level irrespective of the time worn. Mm. So there's something I'd like to expand on here and that is that most headphones out there you know, the maximum volume level uh, could be anything from 90 to 100 decibels. Mm -hmm. Those that are specifically designed for children um, are something like 80 to 90 decibels. Clive, in terms of what that sounds like, that sounds like a lawnmower going off next to your ear constantly. Oh, crumbs. Exactly. But because of going back, linking it to what you said earlier, because you're enjoying that sound or the child is enjoying what they're watching or you're trying to drown out the, the, the sounds in the environment you're in, um, you don't realise how unsafe or loud it is at that moment in time and suddenly your ears become acclimatised to that sound. And that's when this becomes dangerous because you could be wearing this for an uncontrolled length of time. And that's where we as audiologists are recommending for parents to, you know, wear they, to wear, uh, well, for children to wear and use hearing devices or, you know, headphones for no more than 60 minutes at 60% of the volume level. So the simple rule is 60-60. Easy. That's easy to remember, isn't it? But the problem is the dam damage to the human ear is irreversible once you've damaged it it's game over isn't it exactly and that's the scary part right now the most common cause of hearing loss is you know hearing with the aging process that's natural it's organic that's going to happen right now what we don't want to happen is create a generation almost a tsunami of people i mean look at the the study that the world health organization has done a billion young teenagers that would cripple health cares across the world so it's scary stuff and the good thing about this is we're talking about a noise-induced hearing loss. Mm -hmm. We can actually prevent that. We yes. can prevent that by following the rule I highlighted earlier, the 60-60 rule. And then when we're in loud, noisy environments, what we can do is um, we're hearing protection or move yourself away from that noisy, unsafe environment. Mm -hmm. um, but look, I'm not asking you all to not enjoy your life. Look, we've all got to go to festivals. We've got, we're going to have fun um, and we're going to enjoy the ambiance and the vibe. Um, but at the same time, we can be safe whilst we're doing it. So there's something I would recommend. Um, you can download an app known as a sound level meter. Mm -hmm. It's available on, on most app stores. All you type in is sound level meter. Once you download this, it can indicate to you whether the sound and the environment you're in is safe or not. And if it's unsafe, um, there's two choices for you. You can either move away from that uh, environment to a, an area within that venue that has got a quieter volume level. Alternatively, the other option would be you invest and start using um, hearing protection. Many years ago, about sort of 30 or so years ago, I used to do the clubs um, in Birmingham uh, and Wolverhampton quite a lot. And of course, the music in there was really, really loud. So I wised up to this very quickly and I went to the DIY shop and I bought myself some in-ear foam expanding ear defenders that are generally used in, in a sort of industrial environment. Uh, and I could still hear the music, but it didn't half do the trick. And Clive, that's the point. So, you know, these, um, these foam stops are readily available on most high streets. You can go out and get yourself some. If you want to be really witty about it, you can get some custom-made ones, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and they're really cool because what they have is a filter that's built inside them. That filter allows, um, you know, a, a, a safe amount of 
sound to go through the um, the ear defenders and still allow you to be able to enjoy you know, and, and hear the you know the environment you're in. Mm, I've got one of those carpet shampoo vacuum things at home, and I have to wear them when using that because the the note of the motor or whatever it is, it just grates on on my tinnitus so much. Um, and the problem is my tinnitus is, isn't bad, but it, it, it's there, it's, you know, it's omnipresent, and that's because of working in, in live music environments for, for years. Another disease, if you like, uh, 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 associated with hearing is many ears disease. Now, Andy Johnson's got in touch with me via WhatsApp um, and asks what, a, what that is, and, uh, you know, I guess there's no cure for it. So, you know, if anybody who's not heard of many ears disease, what can you tell me about it? Okay. So when we talk about Meniere's disease, it's a disease that affects your inner ear. We've mm -hmm. got three parts to our ear. I'm sure uh, everyone's going to be surprised to hear that because everyone can only see this outer ear. So you've got your outer ear, which is the pinna, which mm -hmm. we can all see. Through that, you've got your ear canal, which leads to your eardrum. Um, beyond the eardrum, you've got uh, a cavity. That cavity is called the middle ear. In the middle ear, you've got three little bones, the malleus, incus, and stapes. These, in fact, are the smallest bones in the human body. After this, you've got um, your inner ear. Now, your inner ear, uh, in that, you've got two organs that are attached to one another. You've got your balance organ, um, which is your vestibular organ, and it's got the semicircular canals. It teaches you how to, you know, it controls when you're standing up, lying down, uh, all your movements. And then you have your cochlea. Your cochlea is your hearing organ. It's about the size of a fingernail. Mm -hmm. It has thousands of little cells inside of it, and it has a fluid that runs through it. Now, Meniere's disease specifically is an over-buildup of the fluid that runs within the cochlea, and unfortunately, when, the, when there's an overproduction of this fluid, it creates a rupture uh, in the walls of the cochlea, and as that rupture occurs, it, leads to, uh, it can lead to the following symptoms, a, a sharp ache, uh, potentially a headache, um, sudden tinnitus, sudden loss of hearing and sudden um, con in control of, you know, rotatory vertigo, which is uh, the room spinning and uh, you lose your balance. So if somebody's experiencing any of the symptoms I've described, it's really important that you go see your GP. Um, there's not a cure as such for, med uh, for um, uh, many years, but there are medications out there that can help suppress some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing and also you know if your Meniere's disease is causing you a hearing loss um, I highly recommend the use of hearing aids um, to go with that. Now Andy says that uh, according to him he understands that uh, you, you can have a nerve cut apparently but you stand a chance of going 90% deaf that's what he believes that's what he was told is there any truth in that? So if he's talking about the auditory nerve uh, being severed, so if that got severed, you would not experience the sensations of uh, and the symptoms of Meniere's disease. So it's perhaps that what he's talking about. And if you have your auditory nerve uh, severed, you would lose your hearing in that ear. Mm, yeah, I can imagine so. Um, now the it's British quite an extreme thing, but for someone suffering with Meniere's, I must insist that you know it is a it is a very difficult condition. Uh, and I and I've seen many many. Uh, you know, customers that have come to see me who've got Meniere's disease um, and, you know, there are medications out there that can help manage some of the symptoms. Now, the British Medical Journal also published results from a study and suggests that more than a billion young people are at risk of hearing loss. What's your understanding of that? That is, again, to do with the fact that, you know, people are listening to sounds that they at unsafe levels. 
at uncontrolled, unsafe levels. And the problem with that is, is again, going back to the hearing organ itself, the cochlea, the tiny little cells that we have within the cochlea are called, you know, hair cells. They're not like the hairs on the outside of our body. They just look like tiny little hairs if you saw them under a microscope. And if you're listening to sound and music or anything at a normal, gentle volume level, these um, hair cells gently move back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. If that sound becomes loud, these hair cells violently shake back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in response to all these sound waves that are coming in. And what that can cause, in and you know, you mentioned going to clubs earlier. You know, I've been to I've been clubbing when I was um, at university in Nottingham, um, and actually I am from Birmingham, so you know I've been down Broad Street before and some of the clubs in Birmingham. And it, it, what I what I can remember is sometimes when I've left and I haven't worn hearing not recently. Of this is I'm talking many years ago hmm. um, when I left these clubs. Um, I, I left and the next morning I had tinnitus, I mm. couldn't hear and that's what you call a temporary threshold shift. That's when your ears have had it so hard that, you know, these hair cells are flattened. But, you know, over the course of the day, uh, my hearing came back and I was very lucky. But there are rare cases when the hearing doesn't come back. And if you are constantly subjecting your ears to this sound level and whilst you're wearing headphones, you could be... Therefore, you know, you could be causing permanent irreversible damage to your hearing. Yeah, and then, and, and then it's game over, isn't it, really, unfortunately? Yeah. Um, I guess children's ears are more sensitive than adults, are they? Or do they have the same level of sensitivity? Or, you know, are adults' ears more robust? So, um, in terms of sensitivity, they have the same level of sensitivity. Mm -hmm. But look, as an adult, we're making our own choices. As a child... Um, you know, um, our parents can help and advise. And that's where our campaign comes into it. It's all about helping parents realise um, and, and, you know, giving them the awareness that they need so that, um, you, you know, they're better prepared to uh, focus on the level of volume that their children should be listening to the volume at. So, you know, that 60-60 rule that I just mentioned to you, uh, where uh, we recommend that all children should be listening to um, any personal device at no more than 60% of the volume um, for more, no more than 60 minutes at a time. What would be your top three tips then, apart from that, to maintain our uh, audiometry health? Okay, so tip number one would be to, um, you know, making sure that you're using the right type of headphones. Um, if your headphones are giving you a warning sign that you're, you know, you're listening to this louder than you should be, do listen to that advice. Please, you know, don't exceed that max, that, you know, that top limit of mm. uh, the volume level. Then the other thing I would recommend is using hearing protection. It's really important for us to be conscious and aware of that. And when you are using hearing protection, do download a sound level meter that would help you manage, you know, when you should use it and when you shouldn't use it. Then, you know, we, we're running this amazing campaign, Protect Your Little Ears. Go onto our website, find out more information from it, um, bootshearingcare.com. You can find out all you need to about this campaign. And then what that can also allow you to do is have a free hearing test. So you can have a free hearing test on our website. It allows you to get a general idea of what your hearing is like. If you want to go in and book yourself a free hearing test, 
go ahead. We do a 15-minute screening, which, you know, is very gentle, very like, you know, it, 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 it's such a quick appointment that it doesn't even take that much time. Um, and it, allow, it will allow you to get an idea of what your hearing is like at this moment in time. Um, but going back to our campaign, look, it's all about raising awareness about how you can prevent your hearing, um, uh, how, how you can prevent developing a hearing loss, in particular for children, because they're our next generation. Um, and I want to encourage parents to have the right conversation with their children so that, you know, we can talk about safe listening habits. Let's change um, our culture. Let's change what we're doing um, and safeguard your ears uh, from long term damage. Faraz Ashraf from Boots Hearing Care, thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 6 o'clock p.m. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by me, Clive Payne, and produced by Andy Caddick.